Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the RSL show with the family. We're all back together, except for Isaac. He went to go watch wrestling because he's a 27-year-old man-child. Uh, but you know what? I say that, and Josh, I know that you want to be at Raw right now. Oh, absolutely. I, I would much rather be there than talking with you guys about RSL. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Why didn't you get tickets? Uh, honestly, oh. I just went to Disneyland and I'm broke. So, Oh, dude, it just phased me, bro. I could have... Where is it at? What is it at the Delta Center? Delta Center, yeah. Oh, dude, I could have talked to KSL. They could have gotten me like a credential to go shoot that. Maybe I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think wrestling allows their footage to be. They wouldn't want that footage anyway. Never mind. No, but I think last time they were here, like Lauren was there with KSL doing something, I believe, or maybe it was ESPN seven hundred. So maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. <clears throat> that'd be either cool, way, next time. Next time. Yeah. Anyways, we're just jealous of Isaac. Um. Cool. We live in Salt Lake City, one of the best cities in the United States. Well overpriced. Uh, hey, the bees. We know the bees are moving to Daybreak, but I actually got to see like where they're going to build it in Daybreak. And I'm old enough where I'm like, dude, this is just going to create bottlenecks of traffic. Uh, it's going to get hard to get around already as it is. Bro, I turned, oh my God, I turned 35 and I'm just like old man Jones over here, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. I'm right there behind you. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, we don't have the infrastructure for this. Um, There's only two lanes in and out of here. Yeah, I went golfing, dude, and my friends were talking about water rights, dude, of all things. Water rights and how we're going to run out of water and how Arizona's running out of water by 2050. Anyways, I feel like I should hang out with Trey more because he's way older and uh, I feel like we'd be way more on topic with Trey than we would be with like Alex Napolis. Alex, what do you talk about with your friends? Um, Like Super Smash Brothers? You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The latest movies? I don't uh, know. Sometimes movies, uh, mostly sports. 
and then sometimes Super Smash Brothers. Wow. See, I knew that, dude. I knew yeah. it. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Let's get to uh, let's get to what everyone wants to talk about and why everybody tunes in. And by the way, we just got to thank you. We got to say hi to all of the OGs who have been listening to the RSL show from its inception, from the very beginning. Thank you, guys. We couldn't do this without all of you and your immense support. Uh, You guys know who you are. Thank you so much. Um, Also, real quick, full circle moments. Uh, Mitch has moved back from Portland to Salt Lake City. Uh, if you guys remember Mitch, he was he would often show up to shows not watching the matches, but he still had plenty to say, and it would piss off people because uh, they would be like, why is he even commenting on uh, the RSL show or Real Salt Lake? We love him to death for it, but he was one of, kind of like one of the OGs that started the show with you and Jake. Uh, you, when I say you, I mean Josh. Uh, but he's moved back, and uh, he's not going to like officially like come back on the show anytime. But um, I'm sure he would love to come in and hang out and talk shop with us uh, here and there. So that's really really cool, uh, really really fun. And um, so yeah, if you guys missed Mitch at all, uh, he's back in town, and he might hop on some episodes to talk about soccer because he always had that European touch, that European uh, side of things, and. I don't know if it's relevant anymore because Major League Soccer is really kind of doing its own thing, but would be fun to get his insight. So we're all excited. All right, Josh, let's just get to it, dude. You don't look happy. Tell us why you're not happy with Real Salt Lake right now. Just let's just start we there. Stuck, bro. Is there really anything else to say? We're garbage. Like we're a hot pile, piling, steaming lump of you know what. We look absolutely abysmal. All right. We'll come back to Josh in just a moment. Alex, uh, what's your outlook, dude? I know that you tend to be a little bit more on the positive side sometimes. Uh, Sometimes you'll, I mean, you'll acknowledge what's wrong with Real Salt Lake. But I feel like you got a really good twist on things sometimes. So... Where do you put Real Salt Lake right now in terms of performance, morale, and uh, Pablo Mastroini's leadership? Morale seems shot. Um, Confidence-wise, this team has really, really struggled since that loss to Monterey. Um, RSL has been... They've been on a decline since that League's Cup break, and it's... I attribute a lot of it to confidence. I attribute a lot of it to defensive mistakes that we weren't seeing, and I think that's in partly... That in partly goes hand-in-hand. They got to figure it out. Um, when you have an international break like they just did, and you're still playing the same way, you're still not. You're still going out there with uh, what seems like no answers. You got to go out there and you got to figure it out. Um, and it's. I think it starts with coaching. I think it starts with the players' confidence, and that's kind of where we're at right now. It's. I just. I see an RSL that just lacks confidence. Absolutely. There's. There's no really. You know. Any other reason to explain why we're conceding goals in the first ten minutes, if not the first two minutes, right? Like it's absolutely unacceptable. They, they do not look prepared to play whatsoever, right? The whistle blows and we're flat-footed and we're getting scored on immediately, and that's not the way to start a game. Um, I think there's some guys that need to hit the bench, right? I know that doesn't help confidence, but at the same time, conceding horrible goals every time you're on the field also does not help confidence uh, for the whole team, right? If, if you're Chicho, if you're 
anyone up front, you know, in a, an attacking position and you're watching Oviedo or Glad or whoever just concede, right? That doesn't give you confidence. So you have to build from the back. They're not going to build anything. So it, it's front to back. It's horrible. Um, and, I, and I don't know how you change it, right? This isn't a personnel issue. This is a, this team doesn't, they, they've lost themselves and they don't know how to find their way back. And this is what, you know, everyone said Pablo's strength is for the longest time. And I don't know, is it, is it his strength? We have to question it now. We're, we're on a absolutely abysmal slide, uh, but at least it goes to show that Colorado's way worse than us. And that makes me feel better slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you had plenty to say on the last episode, dude, you kind of broke it down. The results with real salt Lake. Um, you had your comments about the Musovsky situation, which a lot of people seem to be blind on, especially on the Facebook side where he's not, you know, participating or training with the first team. Alex, you had a lot to say about Musovsky, and I just kind of wanted to weigh in on that. Um, I think as a professional, I, I have to like, I get that it's, 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 you know, you want to show up for your team and you want to be a part of the team. But also, I think for a club like Real Salt Lake, there have been glimpses and moments where uh, they can be a little bit selfish. And uh, Musovsky, I think, is just kind of bringing that professional pressure back to where you you haven't really seen that uh, kind of confidence to where, hey, if, if you're not going to negotiate or, or, or come to terms with a contract that I am happy with, I'm going to lay the pressure on. We saw that with Ochoa, but Ochoa didn't really have a, a leg to stand on. Um, but Musovsky, where he's one of our playmakers, scoring goals, probably one of the biggest threats that we have up front, I think the dude has earned it. And the fan side, the fan side of me wants to say, hey, dude, can't be doing this to Real Salt Lake. But when I look at it as, a, as an athlete in all of Major League Soccer, uh, yeah. Like lay the pressure back and see how the club responds. And I think um, if there hasn't been an update since, uh, you know, on the Musovsky situation, I'm really interested to see how the club handles it, uh, what the FO does, and uh, how we can just basically, you know, get them back participating. You guys have anything to say on that? I have to disagree entirely. Um, he He has put up some numbers, right? but not for very long, right? He's got a couple games with some numbers in it. That to me doesn't mean you need a hundred and whatever percent raise immediately, right? Continue to perform, finish out the year, continue to perform well. Maybe we'll talk. He wants D, almost DP money. He wants Gam Tam money. He is not worth that money at all, right? Look what happened to Rubio Rubin. He scores two goals. We sign him to this huge contract that's way too much for a Rubio Rubin. He's been average at best sense, right? Holding out at, for me, it gets me nowhere, right? I wish we could trade him right now. I hope he never steps on the field for ourselves again. I'm really quite sick of players being selfish and, and hurting the team. And yes, I do believe they should get theirs, but holding out and refusing to play doesn't do it for me, right? Especially with, you know, where a team is the star, et cetera, et cetera, that, that just puts a damper on everything and, and ruins your whole philosophy. So I think the FO needs to hold out. I think they need to, if they want to come to terms with the lower amount, sure. But I'm fine if we just move on for him and he doesn't see the field ever again. 
I want to I want to add this too since we did the last since I did the last solo show from obviously I don't know what the numbers he's asking for voter it sounds like it's it's that it's close to that DP that gam tam money and I just haven't seen it from Danny you go back and listen to our our earlier episodes I didn't I didn't think Danny was going to be this good but I still don't think that I still don't think that he he deserves to be at that level just quite yet I'm I'm you got to be out on the field to, to prove it. You got to be out on the field to prove that you are worth what you are worth. Um, and at this point from what I've heard from what Dunny said on television, from what I've heard from, um, you know, that post game presser that master Randy did after the San Jose game, I find, I see a very, very difficult road for Danny Mufoski to be, to ever play for Ross Lake again. Never say never. Obviously we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but it, I just don't, I don't see a way back from this from Danny. Yeah, and for me, it would be one thing if he's put together three, two or three seasons with, you know, 10-plus goals and a couple assists. He hasn't. He was non-existent for us after we traded for him last year. And he has scored some goals for us this year, but he still isn't putting up huge numbers. Not not numbers that you can go find a young kid in Europe to put up the numbers for you. You know what I mean? Like, I just – he's not worth it for me. So do you think it's a ploy just to get out of RSL? knowing that, you know, Real Salt Lake's probably not going to grant him that money. And, and I didn't know the amount. So that's actually when you when you drop that and you say that it wants to get paid with like a DP, okay, that's that changes my opinion quite a lot D- on that. D- DP might be pretty high, but Gamtam for sure. He would definitely make a pretty significant impact on the salary cap. Um. So, so yeah, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that he's just playing hardball to maybe just get a move out and just go to another club? No, I don't, because if he really, you know, just wanted to go to another club, he would just finish out the season and and go to another club, right? He, would, he, club he wouldn't he even be engaged in those talks. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's being, I mean, sorry, Danny, I think you're being a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> moose. And from what it sounds like, from what it sounds like, from what I've heard from Pablo, from what I've heard from Denny, from um, in those interviews and those television spots, from just kind of the feeling around the club right now is it seems like most, most people would agree with, with that statement is they've lost confidence in Danny Musaski as a teammate. Um, I, I don't see, I don't see a way for this to be, to be fixed for Danny. Well, like, so, you know, if it's us, for example, if I was like Andy, Alex, I'm not going to do the RSL show anymore unless you give me this, you give me that, but then how's our working relationship after that? Right. It doesn't work. Because now I'm looking at you guys. You're looking at me. You guys are looking at me going, Josh doesn't care about us. He cares about Josh and he cares about what Josh gets out of this. He's not in it with the team. He's in it for himself. And that just doesn't work in in this team environment that we've built, right? Where everyone's there for each other. Everyone has each other's backs. It, it, it just doesn't work. And yeah, I hope mm-hmm. he's in Vegas, you know, going to the hacked casinos and having himself a time. Gotcha. So Danny Musovsky, let's just kind of look at it. 27-year-old. Um, I mean, I would say it's probably at the tail end of his career. I don't think that he's – I don't know. What's considered prime, you guys think, for, for MLS? Especially he's in his right position. He's, he's in there. Yeah. But I don't think he – I think he's hit his ceiling. Like, I don't think he's going to be any better than he is now. He's yeah. never going to pop off with 20 goals. You know what I mean? Right. Um, especially if you were technically in your prime and then LAFC was just kind of quick to get rid of you. 
They didn't even hesitate. What does yeah. that say? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you've come to the, the wrong farm to milk the wrong chicken. I don't know. There's, there's gotta be a cool saying around yeah, that. Yeah. RSL isn't the, the place to come and, and sit and demand money. Albert did it, backfired. Ochoa kind of did it, backfired. Oh, Ochoa. <laughs> backfired, bro. Newt. Well, he, he would, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Backfired. Yeah. Uh, I think Yura did it. Um, who else has done it? Either way, it hasn't worked out for anyone, right? Yeah. Yeah, it either constitutes a move or just a bad taste and and all that stuff. Um, Let's see. What else do we want to comment on? Uh, Alex Napolis, you uh, spoke about Santi Morales, dude. Santiago getting signed to enter Miami CF. That's actually dope. Uh, a lot of people would say, oh, we wish it would have been Real Salt Lake, but uh, we kind of hosed Javier Morales. I I, I'm sorry. I don't know how else to say it. It was a, it was a really, really bad breakup, and uh, he's moved on, man. But Santi, dude, that's that's really cool, man. Going to be in the in the presence of Messi and his dad, and it's going to be really cool to watch. And I'm so excited for that development, man. That's a really cool story. Honestly, yeah, too, from from what I've seen from Santi, like watching that game last year where Inter Miami played Arsenal in that final, he has a high ceiling. He is a very high ceiling, and I think he can be. I think he has a lot of potential. Working under Lionel Messi, he he he'll learn a couple things or two from Lionel, and I think I think Santi has a super bright future ahead of him. Yeah, Josh, anything to add, man? I know, uh, I know you love Javi Morales. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? You're you're correct. We absolutely hosed him. Everyone knows it. Um, I, I hope. You know the clubs. The clubs reached out to him. They've done right by him since as much as they can. I just hope one day he can find his way home. Um, thankfully, he still loves the fans. He absolutely loves us still. Uh, but it's it's hard to uh, go back to the ex that broke your heart, right? So I'm, yeah, I'm glad Santi's. I'm glad Santi's playing professionally now. It's super cool. We used to watch him, you know, run on the field after the game as a as a very small child and score some goals. And now it's means we're getting old. That's that's what that means. But it's oh, very boy. cool. Oh boy. Yep. Uh cool. Also uh Alex said that we were on vacation. Uh that is not correct. Well, Josh went to Disneyland. I've been working tirelessly on video edits, dude. I actually am really excited. Uh, I was given a project a video for uh it's not for Lionel Messi, but it's it's a it's a video about Messi's arrival and um, the Leaks Cup journey and all that stuff. It's going to be published on uh, Major League Soccer outlets here soon. I, I'm anticipating that they'll throw it on Apple TV. I'm really proud of it. Spent a lot of time on it. So that's what I've been doing. I have not been on vacation, Alex. Uh, I've been quite the opposite, dude. But it's so good to be back talking about Real Salt Lake. All right. Uh, so... Let's look at the last result. We'll just kind of recap this one a little bit. It's kind of interesting because the stats would say that Real Salt Lake played pretty well. And uh, we probably should have won this one. Obviously, the result didn't go that way. And uh, the play on the field didn't dictate that. But when you look at stats, we had 19 shots versus 16 on San Jose. Possession was huge, dude. We were 56 to their 44. Uh, we outpassed them by 103 passes, so 516 to 413 if you want to get into that. Um, we had a couple more fouls, but, uh, you know, 
San Jose did have more corners. On paper, if you looked at this and you reversed the scoreline, it would make sense. But why do we think this happened? Why do we think that we ended 2-1? Who wants to elaborate on it? We're we're abysmal defensively. We are making silly mistakes. We're not tracking our runs out of the midfield. Uh, we're not clearing the ball properly. We're not tracking guys running at all. We're starting guys that shouldn't be starting. Uh, tell me when to stop, right? <laughs> The list, the list can go. The list it's a pretty long list at the moment, um, but kind of go to go back on those stats. I think it just shows that RSL woke up in the second half. I I didn't, I wouldn't say it was the best second half, but I did like a lot of the fight and the, a lot of what RSL showed on that second half. And I think it's something that they can definitely build upon. However, those first 30, 35 minutes were rough. They, it, and at that point, San Jose is already up two nothing. Might as well just sit back. And they did that. They sat back. They just sat on what they had. Um, they held on to what they had. Um, and I think that's why that's why you see the stats the way the stats are is because RSL came out guns blazing in that second half and San Jose just sat back and were happy to hold on to that one goal lead. Um, like I said, better in the second half. I think it's something RSL can really build upon, but it, it'll just depend on what happens on Wednesday night, man. And are we hopeful going into... Wednesday. No, given given where we are, and man, it's it, we're still feeling obviously the effects of Pablo Ruiz being out. Um, it's it just all. I mean, that seemed to have been just like the direct impact, the direct correlation. Uh, it's just been a disaster since. Um, if if one guy being gone makes you lose what six out of your last seven, you have much bigger problems. <laughs> and I think I've said this before um too is I it's just everything that's kind of led up to this moment of where we're at has just struck this team's confidence so so much. You got the crash out to the League's Cup, you lose Pablo, you lose to Houston, you lose Danny. Um there's all these situations that have kind of just culminated to what we see now and it's just a team who's just lacking confidence. Um, and seems to be struggling to figure out how to fill in that void in that midfield. If if you're Pablo, Alex, do you start Justin on Wednesday? I, I would give him a break. Um, I would give him a break mostly because he's played a lot even through his rough patch, um, and it'd be cool cut to see what Kevin Lambert's got. Um, I think yeah. he's a he's a guy that's been... Uh, rated highly by Pablo, by people at the club. Um, he's a guy that they like a lot, and so it'd be really interesting to get him, give him the start, and just see what Kevin's got. Give uh, give Glad a little bit of a break. Um, however, you might see him start just because Vera is suspended and won't be available. Yeah. Either way, that's that that's a player that that really needs to find his form. Um, and honestly, it, my confidence will be gone if Oviedo is playing. It is honestly surprising to see how much he's played over the course of the last couple of games. It, it makes no I sense. Thought, I thought Emeka Nelly was for sure secured that right back spot. I thought Emeka Nelly was going to be the guy at that right back position, Brody on the left. That's what they were running. I thought that's what they were going to run with. But Oviedo has somehow made his way into the starting 11. Um, and that left side is hurting. And it's been hurting for the last month. Yeah. Well, and let's be honest. Oviedo and Brody are on the struggle bus, right? Neither of them are playing well. When you have both of your outside backs not playing well and 
probably your best outside back on the bench was a rookie from Cornell who's also a defensive midfielder or also a winger like that that's red flags and i think you know anytime you improve the squad right like we improved you know our midfield and and our attack core like with our strikers but now that's that's really now shine the light on the defense and shown that oh and now that needs work now right and i feel like anytime you improve a position other positions kind of stick out where you need to to buff them up and right now our our focus really needs to be on the defense this offseason yeah, no matter what, no matter what happens this season, no matter how Arsenal finishes the season, I think we've been exposed defensively. I think teams have really figured out the ways to pick apart that defense, who over the course of the last year and a half has been pretty solid overall. Um, they've come in, they've figured out how to pick apart that defense. The confidence is just not there. You got to figure out what you're going to do to reinforce that defense. I think it's time where, yes, I would love to see an Emeka experiment continue. However, it I think you need to focus on those fullback positions because we are struggling um, there, and I think you need to bring in another solid center back. I think you need a DP center back at this point. You need yeah. a guy that's an absolute stud. Yep, and then you know you keep a mecca in there, you keep Brody, but you bring in two more guys that can really push him. That yeah. you bring on starters, and then you push the other two to take their jobs. And yeah. to be completely honest, you either give Beavers a starting job or you find another goalkeeper because I think McMath time has come to an end as well. Yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, a lot of us look to Justin Glad for that leadership on the back line, but you could instantly tell that if 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 an easy quoted I, I don't know I don't want to say easy goal because I don't I don't think a lot of goals come easily, but if these goals are coming goal, easy, you can say it. All right, if if there's an easy goal and he's solely responsible, uh, you could tell it just affects him right then and there. Um, yep. He gets in his head, and and then from there you lose Justin. Who else do you have? You know, so it's it's been a little a little bit of a catastrophe from <laughs> it's been a, a roller coaster ride, right? Uh, from not happy to almost bliss, and now we're kind of going back down. And in classic uh, major league soccer fashion, uh, here we are finding ourselves in sixth place in the Western Conference. Unfallen. Uh, yep, <laughs> a little bit above the playoff line, and we're, it's it's classic Real Salt Lake, dude. I, I just cannot. Uh, we've been doing this for years. We've been covering for years. You guys, the fans who are listening, you guys have been supporting Real Salt Lake for years. When is it going to change? When are we going to ever enter the playoffs comfortably, rather than I, just kind of squeaking in? I think this when I think this Wednesday game is going to tell a lot. Um, if RSL goes out and gets the three points, they're still in full control of their destiny. They control everything. Um, they hold the cards. They they have the advantage with three points on Wednesday. However, you don't get the win. You don't get or you get a draw and you lose on Wednesday. Uh, it's I think it, I think we're going back to scrapping for f- to stay in the playoffs. Right, everything is just so tight, um, and you got teams coming up crawling up behind you. Vancouver's already jumped RSL. Houston's already jumped RSL. You lose this game on Wednesday. FC Dallas, who is in ninth place or tenth place, could very well jump Real Salt Lake. So you're at we're at a point where you need to win on Wednesday and control your destiny. If not, we're gonna be scrapping. How how hot is Pablo's seat getting? I don't that's my that was my next question is I was gonna ask you what has to happen for Real Salt Lake to part ways with Pablo Mastroini. Uh, 
I I think his seat is safe, bro. Like, th- if the seat is hot, they gave him like a nice little cooling pad for his butt so he doesn't feel it. That's just how I feel. Uh, but what, what what would you like? What do you think would have to happen for Pablo to be removed from his head coach position? Probably have to pretty much lose out and miss the playoffs. Like yeah. that would have to be it, right? If that wasn't it, then I would have big questions. Yeah, I mean, but at what point? You, or go ahead. I was gonna say this, and this is you know, sorry Trey, this is just Josh being Josh. But <laughs> at what point do the quality of your players exceed your coaching ability? Do you know what I mean by that? Like you're bringing in, you're bringing in DPS, you're bringing in guys that that are very good at soccer. Whereas before you're you're still with professionals, but you know you're bringing up monarchs, you're bringing up mid tier guys. At what point does your coaching style, et cetera, et cetera, not work on the higher tier guys? Because yeah. I do believe teams outgrow their coach as they get better roster wise. I firmly believe that, and that's everywhere. That's not just RSL. I mean, we saw a perfect example of that is FC Dallas, who's coming in on Wednesday. You go back a couple years where they had a fantastic, tremendous roster. They were probably, arguably, had one of the better rosters in Major League Soccer under Lichi Gonzalez. And Lichi Gonzalez didn't really live up to the hype, didn't really live up to his coaching, and was sacked because they didn't make the playoffs, despite having one of the better rosters in Major League Soccer. At what point, and I agree with Josh, at what point do we look at that and say, maybe maybe this team has reached its peak with Pablo Mastroeni? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, and, and to clarify, this isn't me saying Pablo out, nothing like that. But it, it's something to think about. Yeah, just like what would have to happen. I think it'll just really depend on how RSL finishes the season. If they Absolutely. completely crash out, if they completely fade out and crash out and don't make the playoffs, there's no way Pablo can continue. Yeah, love you, Pablo, but it's just the yeah, way it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's that sport, right? Yeah, we're we, we got to say it. We got to talk about it, um, because I'm getting quite sick of the same season on repeat. It's not fun. Um, so for clarification, especially, especially when you look like you're gonna come away with one to three pieces of silverware, and then you come out with, I mean, I at know. this point, looking like nothing, right? So. We'll have to go back and listen to, you know, what 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 our opinions were, because I remember, or I'm I think I'm remembering that a lot of us were, you know, we had what ifs, right? What if what if we don't make the Open Cup final? Uh, what if we don't advance to that? I know we had things in our bucket of what we would what we would want to see change. And, you know, as time goes by, we forgot, we forget the things that we say, but, you know, losing and and not going to an open cup final, or at least having that on the calendar is it's, it's unacceptable just with every, all the momentum that we had. And, uh, you know, we, we were, we're realists. We we, we didn't, we didn't think at that time that we were going to be a contender for MLS cup. It was somewhat on the horizon. Uh, but we held the open cup a little bit higher because we were playing well and there was no reason that we shouldn't have advanced to that for, a, you know, inter Miami CF 
final or whatever. So there's just been a lot of dropped, missed opportunities. And it, it, it's I, I just want you to ask yourself as a fan, it's like, okay, where do you draw the line? Uh, are you always going to be that happy, fun, on to the next fan, just kind of go, something to do on Saturday, take your kids, forget about work for the week? For some people, that's okay, and that's totally acceptable. But at what point do you really start to care and start to elevate? And uh, by elevate, meaning at what point do you become a critic and you demand more out of a team that is spending money, making moves, getting Chicho Arango? When do you start to get bored of mediocrity? And when do you want to become or support uh, an actual contending team? Yep. So just just a couple of thoughts. I mean, it's a little frustrating. And I listen, I'm the most I am freaking one of the most positive people in life, dude. I've Alex, I've called you, bro. I've given you pep talks. Josh, I'm sure I've given you pep. Dude, I am like Mr. Positivity, bro. But I got to set that aside when we talk about Real Salt Lake, because it's been years since we've accomplished anything cool. Have we accomplished anything cool except for getting murals at the stadium? A solar parking lot. Think about it, dude. Like Real Salt Lake's top accomplishments in the last ten years. Let's let's name them real quick: solar parking lot, murals, uh, Spanish before the matches, maybe a cool kit in there. Uh, We get some good food in the stadium. Like Josh, help me out, bro. (laughs) What are some other cool things? And I can't say fun moments, right? But fun moments only go so far. Yeah. I mean, you you think about it, the, the run, you know, karate kid, uh, beating LAFC in the playoffs, uh, the MLS but, Western but Cup. Those are cool, but there's nothing to show for it, right? No, the conference you final. Cool, no. Yeah, you don't get a cool, you almost made it trophy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just back think, to being sad. <laughs> I think we're at a point where we have we have to put pressure as media members on on the club due to the fact that you just went over the summer and or over the season and spent 16 million which is something that's never been done in this history of this club and you're going out and you're having performances like that and tumbling tumbling down the table at the moment at this point of the season where there's six games left i th- we need to put pressure on on Rousa Lake and be like what's going on yeah you know what was the uh, there was remember when the the salaries not the salaries but I think the spend per club came out and there was a club at top who had like the most spend but like the like one of the worst records in the league Toronto yeah, LA Galaxy <laughs> probably Toronto or LA Galaxy yeah. but you gotta you know for you, you kind of gotta gauge what's going up there what what kind of changes what kind of switching up uh, uh, on the staff side or on the coaching side what are, what are they doing um, on on Toronto's end. Boo to the president, boo to the coach on the galaxy's end, boo to the president, boo to the GM. Yeah, that see, and I just don't see that happening here. I, I don't either. Don't, I don't see it. Like it's these guys, I love them to death, but a lot of people have just been kind of grandfathered in, you know, and we live in a state where it's like toxic positivity, uh, bad things happen onto the next one. Let's go get a swig and we're happy. We're boys. 
and uh, let's go lose next Saturday. It's be fun. We're going to lose. Let's just have fun and on to the next one. All right. Let's switch it up because this is a little, little morbid, a little depressing. Um, guys, I'm excited. Not really for the Wednesday match coming up. I, I really am not. Uh, as soon as I saw that it was FC Dallas, FC Dallas has always just kind of had our number. They always tag a few a few goals on us. Uh, I, I believe Jesus Ferreira is healthy and playing. I'm thinking. Um, yeah, he is actually. Yep, he is. Um, so <laughs> for some reason or another, especially here at home, I've got vivid memories of just FC Dallas scoring goals and celebrating right in front of us. Uh, so I really think that with the state of RSL, a FC Dallas team that is getting a little bit more momentum and you have Jesus Ferreira playing well, uh, they're going to come in here and probably just give it to us 3-1-4-1. That's my prediction for Wednesday. I don't want it to be that, but uh, how do you guys feel going into this match and what kind of result do you guys see uh, happening? Uh, Anytime I feel positive about a game, we blow it. So I'm going to say 4-1 FC Dallas. Crowd <laughs> okay. boos the team off the field. We all cry. Go back Saturday for more. All right. Thank you, man. May I have another? All right. <laughs> Alex, go for it, man. Tell us, what are we expecting Wednesday? This is an FC Dallas team who, since the summer, has struggled defensively. Um, which is not common for a team led by Nico Estevs. Um, they're usually pretty solid, really solid defensively, and I think they've really struggled defensively this season. However, over the, since the League's Cup break, they've seemed to be picking up a little bit. Um, they just held a 1-1 against Seattle, um, which is a very good, a pretty good attack um, up to this point of the season. If they start figuring out defensively and they come in here playing how they played against Seattle, it's going to be a super, super, super tough match. However, if they pl- if it, they play the way that they've been playing all summer, RSL can take advantage of that and use that to get the result and start building the confidence that this team so desperately needs. Um, again, I, I think at this point of the season, you lose this one. We're not in control of our destiny anymore. And RSL need to get the three. And and everyone remember, I always hope I'm wrong. So, hope Alex, I'm wrong. I didn't hear a prediction in that. I don't know if I want to give one. <laughs> give it, dude, bro. Give it. We got to hear what you think. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna stick to the somewhat more positive side, and I'm gonna say a one-one RSL draw with that's, a Chicho goal. That's a pos. It's better than not. It's better than not winning. You guys. Do you guys kind of tangent here? Think Demir's ever going to get to fifty? Or do you think he's going to be stuck on forty-eight goals forever? Not at this rate, man. Uh, you you lose a lot of the service with Ruiz. You lose. You lose. I don't know, man. And, and the whole Musovski thing, and you're kind of relying on Chicho. I mean, unless like a deflection just comes off from a Chicho shot, that's kind of where I see those goals coming from. But. Uh, and- I feel like Demir too. Yeah, I, well, I feel like uh, Demir is a. Uh, you know, he's always just kind of been like a, a deflection service guy. You know, he's always there to clean up the mess beautifully. Uh, I think highly of him. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know if he'll get to the fifty. 
I hope he does. I bought a pretty sick Kaye shirt. But they're only going to make it if he hits 50. So if he doesn't hit 50, it's actually Kaye's fault for jinxing it. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, when we were uh, when we were even talking about that, um, dude, that was so long ago that you said that you wanted to, like, compile a video of all of the 50 goals. Um, That was a long time ago. And so for him to be stuck, for him to be stuck, dude, is is just a tragedy. It's, you know, there, there's got to be options. How, how did we go from talking about a, this roster that had so much depth and so many options? And now it's like, I feel like we're just kind of going in there, tra- having to really formulate this roster. And now we're having to experiment because we can't trust certain players in their positions, some refusing to play. You know, for as for as a little bit of frustration that I have with the choices that Pablo might make, you also got to kind of see it that way, no? Yeah, but it's also completely on him, right? It's all on coaching. I think this. I think this team, at the moment, lacks leadership. Yeah, Justin Glad is the captain. He's the one wearing the the armband for these games. And he's not in the best of form. He's not. He doesn't have that confidence. And we we see that the moment you concede early in San Jose, the defense heads drops. And as a leader, it's your responsibility to step up and make sure that they're the heads don't drop. Your other two leaders on this team, Marcelo Silva and Demir Krylak, don't get on the field anymore. You we need this team needs leaders to step up. They need players to step up and take a leadership role um, when the other leaders aren't present in this moment. Uh, glad is not present um, as far as confidence goes and Marcelo and Dami aren't playing. So who do you give it to? Who's going to step up? Musovsky, baby. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we, uh, do we want to do one more, one more topic? Sure. The supposed Luna comments. Do we want to talk about that? Wait, hang on. Did the, did we find those or is that just hearsay? Okay. If it's hearsay, I don't want to talk about it. All right, that's fair. I just wanted it's to make not, sure it's not verifiable. Um, okay. But there has been some things, some weird things coming out of like the Diego Luna universe. Um, someone, so I, I follow the. Uh, there's an FB group, Facebook group. It's called like Real Salt Lake Till I Die, and somebody had posted a screenshot where Diego had reached out or posted um, selling like signed merchandise uh, and the, and, and the text wrote, Hey, I may not be here for a long looking for people to buy, uh, you know, cool stuff that I might sign. And so people were alluding to that. It could be fake, uh, but also it was kind of like a screenshot of a DM with like his verified uh, profile on there. Obviously you can still kind of fake that, but also I don't really think that, uh, Diego Luna is like that big of a superstar to where people are going to be faking content for like the sake of likes. Uh, but then also in those threads, a lot of Real Salt Lake fans were saying that um, they have struck deals with Diego to buy signed boots or signed kits in the past, and it's not out of the norm. So, you know, however which way you want to make money or sell merchandise that's not really uh I, I don't really care to say anything negative about that like do it 
But what was really interesting is that if it were true, uh, Diego was saying that he may not be here for long. So the the stuff that we're alluding to on the hearsay that Josh wanted to comment on, but I don't feel comfortable with commenting on it just because we don't. It's it's hearsay. Um, it was, you know, there was a source at the club basically saying that uh, they were trying to work a way to get Diego out. And and that's, we, we don't know. We don't know if that's true. So we're not going to solidify anything. I think that's fair. But yeah, but big if true. And we'll revisit if, you know, we do find anything that legitimizes it. So, but in the interim, if you want to go, uh, if you want to follow Diego Luna and he's indeed selling merch and you guys can verify that, then maybe the, the post where he's saying, Hey, I'm not here for long, uh, is somewhat true. Who knows? I like Diego. Uh, yeah. And I, honestly, I if, if they're shopping him to Europe and someone wants to spend millions of dollars on him, that's one thing, right? It, yeah. As long as it's not a force out type thing. So I, I hope there's interest from broad. I hope we sell a player and make some money and he gets to go do some cool things in Europe. I think that'd be incredible. Yeah. Then, then dude, Hey, uh, look, we're small Lake city still in a way. Right. So, uh, for some players, when you get a hold of their merch, their boots, their kits or whatever, it's like you usually kind of stumble on that and you luck into that. Uh, but hey, this could be a cool way to get some uh, Diego Luna signed boots. Who knows, man? Just make them an offer on uh, IG. Just hit them up in the DMs <laughs> or don't. Um, but man, this has been a fun one. Uh, we, You guys know better than anybody. We love Real Salt Lake to death. Uh we, we like the FO. We like the players. There's always going to be drama. It's our job, our responsibility to speak on it, keep you guys informed, the good, the bad. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of the RSL Show. Does anybody else have anything else to add before we no, step sir. away? sir. Alex, you look like you had to say something, dude. Just make sure to be out there Wednesday and Saturday. Go support Real Salt Lake because um, they need it. And... Let's uh, put out all the good vibes for three points on Wednesday and Saturday. All right. Guys, uh, text us your predictions on RSL Show Twitter. RSL Show IG will be active on those. We'll be posting highlights of the games. If you guys want to uh, follow us, we usually get them out a lot quicker than the club does. So it's a lot of fun on Twitter. Hang out with us. We'll see you guys soon. And much love to all of the RSL Show fans, both old and new. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening to us on the KSL Sports Network. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brian Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health. Caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.